You're listening to Echo the Podcast. On this episode, we chatted with Greg Scott. Multi-hyphenate Greg Scott has loved music and writing since he was a kid, shadowing his father to studio sessions. Most recently, he brought his passion to NBC's Songland. His song Miracle captured the panel's attention and was selected as a song of the 2021 Tokyo Olympic Games. We chatted with the Songland winner about being on the show, writing virtually, and what to look forward to next. Take a listen. First off, how are you doing? Doing good. We're we're surviving, you know. How, yeah. how are you? <laughs> doing pretty good. Kind of in the same place. How are you staying inspired these days? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, pull the the only way to really stay inspired, I believe, you know, now is just really speaking from what's going on inside of you and really, you know, being as truthful as possible because trying to get out and get inspiration is not really possible these days, you Mm -hmm. know, right now. So, you know, just whatever's happening, you know, within and what's happening in our world is basically what, what inspires me. And, you know, just this, the, I guess, cause there's no live performing, uh, it's kind of like, you know, studio stuff and writing and things like that has definitely been the only way I can express myself. So, you know, finding it in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Figuring out different ways to adapt to this. And before the pandemic, you were on season two, episode eight of Songland and your song Miracle was selected to be the theme song for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. What was that experience like? Oh my gosh. Uh, it was unreal. It was really, it was, it was like a dream. The whole thing was very, uh, surprising this every, every turn. It was just like, is this really happening to me right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm this, sure it was uh, exciting. Yeah. And it was hard to believe, you know, it was like, you're, you're told, you know, your songs to be used for the Olympics and you're like, no, that can't, <laughs> No, that, that can't possibly be right. And then, you know, as we get closer and closer and, you know, once I start working with Ryan Tedder and all these folks and, you know, meeting BB Rexa, it's just like, it becomes more and more real. It was, it was crazy. Oh, absolutely. I, I can imagine. And when you first performed your song for the panel, they immediately began like brainstorming different ideas. What was it like to see them so enthusiastic about your song? It, it was awesome. Really. I mean, that's the only thing you can ask with, with these shows, you know, is, is, is this going to spark their create re- creativity? Is it going to get them going? Are they going to be excited about it? Because, you know, going in, uh, obviously I'm excited about it. It's, it's my music and it's something I've, you know, worked on and, and it's something that I was inspired by. So to see them get that same bug and kind of, and be basically, you know, this is the hook that this, this is what's going to drive this song that you can't ask for more than that. Absolutely. And at any point, were you nervous to give them like hand your song over to them and them possibly to make changes to something that was so personal to you? Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, the, the nerves were really basically about, you know, I've never sang this song live before the, the first time singing this song is me on national television. That, that was literally the first time I performed it live in front of um, anyone. 
So, you know, that, that was definitely in the back of my mind. And, you know, luckily I've, I've been performing for a long time. So it kind of, I went into autopilot when it comes to, you know, entertaining, but um, yeah, the, the nerves were going crazy. Uh, but as far as, you know, having them rip it apart or, you know, um, add, add their two cents. And I, I was ready for it. I, I personally, I, I really thought that the song needed a little bit of extra juice that, you know, extra, you know, hands in the fire, you know, and people in the kitchen, you know, cooking on it. Cause it, it needed, it just, it was missing something, you mm-hmm. know, and, and as a collaborator, you know, that's something you have to be open to, you know, obviously there's things that, um, you know, if, if they're trying to change something that's really, really personal to you, then mm-hmm. I might've, you know, spoken up, like they wanted to change the hook or something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably would have been like, nah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should, you know, this or that. But I was just, I was just grateful for them to be able to, you know, take what I, what I did and just make it that much better. Mm-hmm. And you could even tell from watching the show, like there were certain things that they were saying that it seemed like it kind of shifted your perspective, maybe on like how the, it, the lead into the hook and all those different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, Ryan, Ryan Tedder is like one of the best pop writers on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of the greatest to ever do it and to have him dissect it and kind of, you know, get his, his personal touch on how to get to that hook was everything. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And speaking of what was that experience like sitting down writing with Ryan and kind of seeing how he works with a song? It was, it was life-changing. I mean, really, you know, I've I've been doing this for, you know, for a really long time now. Um, And just to, and that's, that's what's, what's so cool about this business is you're constantly learning and there's always going to be new innovators and people coming up with different ideas. And, you know, as, as soon as you stop, you know, soaking it in is when, you know, things kind of go south Mm -hmm. in in my opinion, you know, uh, some artists, they, they, they end up, you know, getting stuck in their ways. And then all of a sudden their, their sound is, is dated, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's something I try to constantly, you know, keep an open mind. And with Ryan, I mean, just to, just to be sitting next to him and his personal, you know, uh, engineer slash co-writer, um, was huge. I mean, his, his house, basically it was a house that he turned into five different studios. So there was multiple sessions going on, different people coming in and out. He was in and out a bunch because, you know, he's, he's a madman when it comes to business and, you know, Mm -hmm. he's, he's got so many plates he's spinning and, you know, he's got his, his, his drink that he's pushing his, you know, his music, obviously, and different connections, like the owner of Spotify popped in and just like introduced himself. And I was like, okay, Spotify, (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Pretty big company, man. Yeah. Um, You know, and then just to, to be, around all of his, um, just what inspires him, you know, Mm -hmm. it it was so cool to, you know, I I had to use the restroom and, uh, on the toilet was a Grammy (laughs) that he, he won, uh, for the Adele record he did, uh, for for rumors and all that. So he had, he had Grammys on the toilets. I mean, (laughs) how how inspiring is that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. It's crazy. And was there any like piece of advice or takeaway from that experience that you'll you'll carry with you to other projects? Yeah, I guess I like how how fast he works. And I've already noticed um, within my sessions um, to kind of let go of things that don't work and don't force, you know, as far as songwriting goes, like try, obviously if there's something that's special, you know, you're going to work hard on it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it becomes too much work and then you kind of suck the magic out of it, just to let go and just, you know, there's, there's more songs we can do, you know, that this isn't the end all be all, you know, for, for years, my, you know, something I, I look at that, you know, that I, I wish I, you know, I, I don't have regrets, but you know, as you go along, you learn sure. obviously. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I held on to, you know, I got, I got two great songs, you know, that, that's all I need. It's, it's like, no, you gotta have a bank. You don't, you don't, you know, get, get a $20 tip and then you go, you know, it's like, that's not the vibe you got. You gotta save up your ducats. So, um, that, that's something I really learned, you know, working with him. That's, that's a great takeaway. And also on the show too, they did something very unusual where they took your song and combined it with Anna G's song, who was another contestant on the show. Yeah, What yeah. was it like to see your two songs come together into an even more powerful story? Yeah. And that, that's, that's, what's so cool. You know, you could, on one side, you could say, Oh, um, you know, wh- why are we splitting this song up th- mm-hmm. this many ways or, or whatever, but you can look at it as the ultimate collaboration though, because like you said, it's, it's an ultimate, like the most powerful song because it has all these inspirations forced into one. And then with BB delivering the song, it's, it's magical. So, you know, it, I looked at it as the song needed those parts to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and on the business, the business side of me was like, okay, you know, you get less cuts or whatever, but it could have just been sitting on my hard drive, but this is going to be heard by the world now. And it's almost, it's, it's almost cooler. It is cool to have more people involved because Anna and I will now be, you know, we'll be attached to this forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so will BB Rexa and so Ryan Tedder, Shane McAnally and Esther Dean. I mean, in the Olympics, like get out Amazing. of here. Like that, that's so just crazy. Cool. <laughs> you can always refer to this and be like, yes, I was part of the Olympics. And then tack on top of that, that it's a, a freaking pandemic. Like mm-hmm. what is happening? This has just been so crazy. So, you know, uh, I, all, all that to say that it was perfect that the way the, the collaboration happened. And like I said, going in, there was something missing. And like I said before too, with Ryan, it's like, okay, just throw out those verses. Like we, we spent some time on them, you know, this, they're just not meant to be like, it's okay. You, you, you fail to succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's something I, I learned about this song too. So. Have you stayed connected with anybody from the show? Yeah, actually, um, Anna and I stay in touch. Um, so do, uh, you know, Ryan, I, Ryan and I keep in touch through different people he works with and, you know, I, I shoot songs back and forth and try to get inspiration, uh, from his camp. And then also, um, a couple of the contestants I've, I've written with, um, 
this guy, his name is Ryan Edares. Uh, he was on the Lady A episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like he had a beanie on and he was playing piano, seated oh, sure. playing piano. Dude, yeah, dude, dude's great. So we we've been writing a lot. We actually signed with this uh, one of the same uh, sync companies. Uh, we do a lot of commercials and TV and film now together. We've been writing, so it's been awesome. That's great. I actually also wanted to ask you too, uh, speaking of TV, um, you had mm-hmm. a song on the show or uh, the first season of you that people absolutely loved. What was it like having it on su- one of your songs on such a popular TV show like that? It was awesome. I mean, it's, it's just another awesome, you know, notch in your belt, you know, and, and to be able to, you know, hear your song on TV is something I, I've had little, you know, things here and there, but to get that on there and as well on, on VH1 for a couple shows has just been awesome. Um, it kind of, what it does it as a songwriter and as, as a singer, as a performer, as an artist, it really validates your, what you're doing with your life, you know, cause, and for me, it's, it's been such a long, uh, road, but mm-hmm. to start to climb, you know, these and get these opportunities has been just massively validating, you know, and not, not, and not even talking, you know, financially or whatever. It's just really about, am I really doing this? Like, is, is this something I can be proud of? You know, mm-hmm. it's part of your legacy. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm sure it's really cool to have people resonate with your work and see value in your work too. Yeah, totally. That's, that's the big part of it. So you've been doing music for a long time. Um, how did you first get interested in music? Um, well, I, I grew up uh, singing in my dad's band. That's, that's how it started. My, my (laughs) dad's like, yeah, he's like a rock soul singer, um, and a great performer. I mean, the guy's got, when he gets on stage, it's like a huge, you know, just this big shining light that everybody's gravitating towards. And that's something I've grown up with. And, um, as soon as I could, you know, walk and talk, he threw me up there and just saw what I could do, you know, and, and, uh, as soon as I, you know, really started singing, singing was, you know, around nine years old and they started throwing me in studios. And then I started learning about, you know, songwriting and producing and engineering. So, and I built, I built a studio and I was like in my early teens and, you know, started wow. recording and yeah. So that's, that's where it started performing. That's- that's great too, that your dad got you so involved so early and let you have those real experiences in the studio. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so grateful because they never, they never pushed anything on me, which, you know, sometimes can be <laughs> bad and sometimes be good. Uh, I don't know. Um, but it was definitely that they, they gave me the freedom And whatever I was into, they just kind of pushed it along softly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's kind of just how I got started was, was them giving me the tools. And I'm so grateful for that. 
Besides experience, was there any piece of advice that your dad gave you as you were starting out that you still kind of follow to this day? Yeah, he he would always speak like he would always tell me it's not about you. It's about the audience. It's about the the listener. It's about the people that come to see your shows. Like know know your audience and and you know the the stuff obviously you're going to write about personal experiences but um i what he's always instilled in me and what i try to do is be relatable because i i like to use my voice for change and i like to use my voice for inspiration and things that people can really glom onto that hopefully gets them through something in life or um you know if they have a struggle or if they're going through anything you know if, if they can turn my music on and make them feel good or you know let them know that there's somebody in the same boat going through the same thing then that that's you know that really that's all that matters to me you know and and that that's basically what he, he instilled in me and, and with the shows it's like i remember some stories he would tell me if from his experience of he was sick he was on tour um and he was touring in alaska and he basically couldn't stand you know, or anything. Cause it was so achy, you know, and he ended up doing the show while laying down Wow! and <laughs> singing on the floor. And I, and that, that I always had that visual in my head when, when I'm like, I can't go on stage. I'm so exhausted. You know, kids have been riding me all day and I've been changing diapers or whatever. It's like, nah, like you, you can do this. If my dad can lay on the floor and sing, <laughs> you can do anything. <laughs> That's true. That's a, he's a real trooper. That's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, your latest single, I still do is now out. Um what was the inspiration for that song? Yeah, I mean, it was um it stemmed from, you know, my my wife and I's relationship um you know, it was, it's funny though, cause it's her talking to me, but I'm <laughs> singing it, <laughs> uh, really, you know, cause, uh, it's about, it's about getting through anything in life and, and lifting someone up and having that support. And, um, it could be about anything really, you know, that, that, you know, we, we wrapped it up into, you know, a, uh, a relationship you know, situation, but it can be about anything in life just to help you get it, get through anything. And it was fun. It was really fun writing this song actually, cause I wrote it with uh, Sam DeRosa oh, and she sure. was, yeah, she was the, uh, she was on the Charlie Puth episode of Songland mm-hmm. on NBC. And, uh, she is now signed to Shane McAnally's, uh, record label he's one of the judges on the show uh an awesome songwriter and producer himself and uh so her and i that's actually how i got on songland was from her uh we we had been performing around la for a few years and she ended up getting on the show and i had no idea about the show and then she was she was on that that season and then after that season she you know got got me connected and i soon as I, you know, uh, got to, got connected, I got on the show. It was really an awesome kind of turn of events. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the song I still do is out and it's, I'm super proud of it. 
uh, Sam is, is an awesome writer and she really helped me deliver the song too. So that's great. And what was the writing process like? Well, it was during a pandemic. So, uh, the writing process was, um, you know, I, I had a chord progression in a vibe, um, that I basically, I, I emailed her the, the chords and we got on zoom and, uh, as soon as she, you know, downloaded it, was listening to it. And I told her the concept and kind of where I wanted to head. And then we just started writing, uh, over that, that, that chord progression and then going back and forth, um, she would send me little like voice clips of her singing, you know, certain things. And then, you know, uh, you know, just to get technical, I mean, I, I use like Google docs and it's really cool because you can see each other typing ideas, you know, so and it's, fun. it's so awesome. Like I can't imagine doing this at any other time. I mean, 10 years ago, this would have been, you know, a lot harder to do mm-hmm. obviously. So, you know, thank God for all the technology, um, you know, personally, I want to be in a room with somebody and feel that energy, you know, sure. and not have any lag or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. It, it was it was one of my my favorite sessions for that song because Sam is such a quick, you know, witty writer. And uh, it's super inspiring to work with somebody who's just professional at what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you have a great story behind the song now too. You wrote it over zoom. You wrote yeah. it over the internet or Google docs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you write and you produce and you sing, do you have a favorite aspect of the process? Mm. Yeah. The, the finished product. And when I get to go uh, play it live, that's, that's my that's like basically what, in, what drives me is to be able to perform in front of people and get it out there. I mean, we, we were supposed to go on tour this year. It was going to be a big push, you know, after, you know, Songland and all that, but obviously, you know, with the pandemic, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, so yeah. So basically my, it's funny. My, one of my favorite things is to do is to, you know, obviously finish the song and then come up with a live arrangement and teach it to my band. That's, that's probably my, that's, that's one of my favorite aspects of what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense too. And it goes back to your dad's advice too, that it's about the audience and the listener and how yes. they're experiencing the music. Yes. Yes. Cause you know, sending your music out and, and getting, streams and seeing commercials with your music it's like you don't get to get that visceral reaction you don't get to really feel you know people you know their energy you just say i hope you like it you know yeah. like and watch the numbers like hopefully the numbers go up you know what i mean and, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not human and that's a huge part of of why i do this is to feel energy and give back energy you know mm-hmm. Absolutely. And kind of going off of that, if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to your music, what do you imagine it looking like? Mm. Um, you know, I, I love big, big shows, but I also love uh, intimate shows. So I, my perfect, you know, in between would probably be like a, like if you went into a theater show, Like, uh, like, like if you see these old movies, like Ray or something, like when, when he went on tour and like these old, 
you know, or, or even like a, like a stand-up comedian when you go see him at a theater, you know, like the, the Fillmore in San Francisco, mm-hmm. like that would be the perfect venue because you, because you can still be, you can still interact, you know, and you can really see people's faces, but you also get a lot of people in the room and that kind of adds more energy too, you know, cause I, I do a lot of, um, smaller things on just like solo piano where I'm playing piano and singing and that feel that feels cool but it's definitely not like a show because I'm I'm all about like a big show and putting on you know with dancers and horn players and you know like putting on like a it's like a mix between if you saw like a Bruno Mars and a uh John Legend kind of show it's like you got the crooner thing happening but you have the the dancing and the the energy you know so definitely a theater vibe. Yeah. And how do you hope people feel after listening to your music? I hope they feel good and inspired and want to get up and do something with their lives, you know, (laughs) because that that's something that, you know, that the whole perseverance thing and the, um, you know, uh, never giving up. That's really, that's my whole vibe because my whole career has been to not stop. You know, when, when you get kicked down, you know, just obviously you got, you got time to mourn, you know, I always give myself, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours to eat that box of cereal and, and like, you know, mm-hmm. binge watch a show and try to forget what happened, you know, something negative happens in your life, but then just to get up and keep going. Cause the timing, it's all about timing. You know, mm-hmm. it might not be for another 10 years, you don't see something happen, but along that road, you're learning and you're getting your scars and you're learning how to, you know, it doesn't even have to be a singer, an artist or whatever. It's just, you, you, you're learning along the way and your opportunity will come. And that's, that's basically in a nutshell, a lot of what my music stems from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's the, the fun of life and the fun of these experiences is that if you were had like the, perfect song or you were at the perfect spot and you had nowhere to go up from here. Like what's the right. point? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I've, I have friends in the industry that have made it at a very young age. And, uh, then, you know, I'm, I'm doing this smaller gig or whatever, and they're on the gig with me mm-hmm. and it's like, they, they had, they did their time and that, that was like their peak, you know, it's like some of the peaks in high school, Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you better have like more plans because <laughs> yeah. that's not it. Like high school, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know? Um, and that, that's something I strive for is just always adapting and creating and, you know, try to just be better each day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And for your fans, what can they look forward to next? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> look forward <laughs> to a lot. You know, when, when the Olympics happens, you know, BB Rex is going to drop Miracle and um, it's going to be all over the world. I'm going to be releasing an album as well. And I just signed with the company that we're developing uh, kind of a, a newer sound. And I'm super excited about it. And uh, it's going to be a full length. It's going to, you know, it's going to really excite people. And it's going to be probably placed in a lot of different ads and movies and television. So it should be heard all over the world as well. So that's what I'm excited about. And then, you know, once, once that starts to take off, uh, I'll be hitting the road and, and, you know, bringing the live 
you know, once people can be in rooms together again, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> the first show I'm there. Awesome. So many good things to look forward to. Yeah. What is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Hmm. A quote. Um, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's my whole message that I guess just to never quit, you know, never give up. That's, that's kind of my motto. Not, not exactly a quote, but. (laughs) You can follow along with Greg Scott at Greg Scott Music on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out his brand new single, I Still Do, now streaming. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.